What's up, guys? It's Megan with the Scare Photographer Podcast, and I'm so stoked to welcome you back to the very first episode of 2022. I have an amazing guest today. He's a filmmaker and a wedding photographer. He's based here in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I'm so excited to welcome him on, welcome him on to the show. So without further ado, let's get right into it. What's up, guys? It's Megan, and I'm back with the Scare Photographer Podcast for 2022. So excited. Um, I have Liam here from FYA Media House. How's it going? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Megan. Yeah, it's awesome. I got all the hand motions going on. Whenever I do an That's intro, perfect. I'm like, put my whole body into it. <laughs> That's great. You know, I have this stress reliever ball that I'm squeezing over here, so it helps calm me down a little bit. Right, it's good, it's good. Oh man. So I'm super excited because this is our first podcast episode of 2022. Um, so whoever's listening to this, it it's hopefully 2022, but you know, maybe one day they'll be listening to this and it'll be the year before, but the date is January, 2022. <laughs> I'm definitely, when I, when I have my kids one day, this is the first thing they're going right. to listen to. So yeah, like we'll listen to my podcast episode. Totally. Exactly. Oh man. So you are a videographer. That's kind of your title. I guess it is. Filmmaker. Yes. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's, I kind of have two sectors of, of FYA, which is my company. Um, I have the wedding side and then I have more of the commercial and music video short film side. So yeah. um, in the wedding industry, I am a videographer, cinematographer. Um, and then in the film kind of commercial spectrum, I am an executive producer, producer, um, more of, more of that kind of corporate kind of yeah. job. So um, like it's, cool. it's cool. It's cool. It, it balances things out where, um, you know, I'm in the wedding industry, I'm creatively working and, and um, you know, shooting everything and editing everything too. So um, I get to be creative and I get to do what I want. Um, and then in the more of the, um, the film and commercial side, I am, you know, doing a, a lot of overseeing things, um, bringing in directors and, and other creatives and seeing how they operate and getting to work with them. So it's, it's a nice mix of things. Yeah. Um, what got you into video? Like I always start like way back at the very beginning. Yeah. What got you into this industry or what got you excited about doing video or just being creative in general, I guess? Yeah, no, it's, it's funny because I wasn't creative growing up. I was a jock, a nice jock, but um, not your, your bully jock, just uh, your casual jock. Very casual, um and I played hockey and lacrosse growing up um all the way till I was 18 um and it got to a point where I had too many concussions and I, I couldn't actually continue on playing contact mm -hmm. sports anymore so yeah. um I took a year out in the United States um did like a post-grad year there and, and just kind of found myself and and really kind of was planning what I wanted to do next and um I'd always loved behind the scenes for movies and and that was always like super captivating and it, it kind of related to sports in the sense that, you know, you had that team community. So um, it, it was something that I was really interested in. I always made like traveling videos growing up and stuff like that. So um, I, I thought that would be an interesting, um, you know, path. None of my friends had um, any interest in arts. So it, it was, it was somewhat difficult to, um, to lean off a different course and, and go a different direction. So, yeah. um, but I moved to Vancouver to go to SFU for two years. Um, I did the film program there and I 
Um, I hated it there. It's very theory based. And <laughs> I decided to um, go in a different direction and I wanted to start my own production company. So um, I got into wedding videography um, and I, you know, I, the intention of doing wedding videography, the, the thing about wedding videography in the eyes of a filmmaker to some people is that, uh, you know, you're taking the low road, you're, right. um, you know, nobody wants to do wedding videography, right? They just want to be on set and all that stuff. But yeah. um, I thought it was, you know, a great idea for a couple of reasons. One that, you know, financially it would kickstart everything to, you know, gear and um, just giving me opportunity to be working all the time and, and doing what I love. And then um, another reason was to, um, I wanted to get into documentary filmmaking. So um, weddings are the best document, like they're the best, like yeah. real life thing, right? Like yep. there, there's so many things happening. It's a great way to happening. learn that Absolutely. the storytelling and aspect. I, I totally interrupted you, I'm sure. sorry. <laughs> oh, all good. Yeah, no, it, it is like the, the best thing to like start there because there's so many unexpected things, especially when you're starting out. It's like, um, you don't know the day, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you get to a point where, you know, it becomes more routine and you are familiar with the day, but at the start, it, it is the perfect way to, to get into that. So, um, yeah. yeah, weddings, really my intention with weddings was to do weddings for a year um, and just, you know, get that experience, get that money and then move on to do it in a production company. But I fell in love with the people. I fell in love with the industry and I have been in the industry for two and a half years now. And I'm so thankful and so happy and um, have no plan of leaving the industry at all anytime soon. So I am awesome. um, absolutely absolutely love doing weddings and, and they're a lot of fun so that's yeah. cool well ditto <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun so you went yeah. to SFU for two years did you drop out of the program or did you complete part of it did you what what was that process? sort of I so I actually never fully got into the program so oh. I uh and I learned that like a week before I went my first year um the advisor phoned me and said um you know you're not actually in the program you're in the in the fine arts program but not actually in the filmmaking program. He's like, you can spend a year, you know, doing electives, being around the program, doing, like going on the, some of the student film sets and stuff like that. So um, I did, I worked, I worked really hard that first year. I, I bought the film textbook. I, I did so many things outside of the box and um, I, I really did try super hard and, and met lots of people in the industry. Um, and so I applied the, set, the second year, um, trying to get into the program and I still didn't get in. Um, oh. And, you know, it, it definitely hit me hard and, and the, you know, the advisor came back and was like, you know, there's, there's other things you could do here. You could, you know, do like stage management or stuff like that. And I had no interest in that. I, I really wanted to be in the film industry. So I, I did my last year or did that second year at uh, SFU because I was already enrolled. So I did go through the pro, um, more electives and stuff like that and still was very active on sets. But um, after the second year, I decided that, that enough was enough. I was wasting time, wasting money. I was going to yeah. keep applying, you know, I just, I wasn't going to get in. I wasn't, my answers weren't going to change to the questionnaire because um, I, I didn't want to alter those just to get into the program. I wanted, yeah. um, you know, to, to reflect how I see film and how I see the industry. And what were those, like, what was the questionnaire? Like what was different about your take on it versus theirs? Not versus yeah, I, theirs, I, but you know. <laughs> what no, was exactly. I, I mean, I, I've been chatted with a lot of people that have gone into the program and some of my best friends are, you know, that went through the program and we, and we did a lot of cross comparing and a lot of it comes down to 
um, the style of filmmaking you do, um, your intentions with filmmaking. Like I said, it's, it's a very theory-based school. So um, you're doing a lot of experimental film, a lot of film history. I just wanted to get on set. Like I wanted right. to, to start actually applying ideas to, to the camera. And, um, and, I, and I wanted to be uh, active with that. I didn't really want to sit in the classroom. I wanted to be, because a lot of film is being practical, it's being hands-on. It's, um, you know, the most experience you gain is being on set, in my opinion. So um, that was where the, you know, it didn't really mix very well. Yeah, it blows my mm-hmm. mind that they didn't accept you into the program because I've seen your work and it's insane. Like Thank just some you so of much. your um, concepts and just like how you approach um, even just me being in the wedding industry and doing film in the wedding mm-hmm. industry a little bit myself, like just seeing mm-hmm. your different take, like it's just so cool. And I couldn't even imagine like, I appreciate the fact that you were like, no, fuck it. Like I screw you guys, not screw you guys, but like, mm, I'm good. I'm gonna go do my own thing because I think yeah. like th- it would be like such a loss for you not to do what you do. Cause I think you just have such a natural talent and such a beautiful like vision for it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. It, it's come a long way. I mean, if, if I look back at, you know, that's four years ago now, um, that, that first year, and I mean, I look back at some of the, the work I was doing, it was very, very mediocre. I've, I've definitely grown a lot in, um, in those four years and, and yeah. my style is definitely progressive and, and it's always changing. Um, I'm, I'm always inspired by different filmmakers and always like willing to, to be creative and, and kind of push the boundaries as much as I can. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I, it's, yeah. That's awesome. How did you feel? So you said after you graduated or not graduate, sorry, mm-hmm. after you finished that second year, you're like, Hey, I'm just going to go and do my own thing. You can say it. It, it is. I did drop out. It, <laughs> I, I don't use that term with my parents because, <laughs> and my sister who that likes to rub that in um, because she will be, you know, my younger sister finished right. college before me. So they do oh, like man. to acknowledge that, but um yeah, I, I did officially drop out, unfortunately. <laughs> That's okay. There's no judgment here because, you know, I, I think about like, I think as a creative person, like you, we don't fit in those boxes, you know, That's you the just, thing. you it's don't. Cool. It, and, it's such an interesting yeah, thing. It's like yeah. to be graded or judged based on an idea, especially is, is very bizarre because yeah. of course people are gonna have different opinions. Um, so especially a passing grade, that doesn't, doesn't always make sense to me. Right. So. That's and it's one thing I think that's cool about being able to try and do different things and experience different things because it does help you grow more than just like do this this fit in this box, please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to talk about kind of your lead into the wedding industry because this mm-hmm. is a topic that comes up quite a bit when I talk to photographers and videographers in the wedding industry specifically is getting in and how you take that first step. And start to get to know people because it's a big, sometimes scary industry when you first start. And um, yeah, what was that like for you? How did, how did you start? You're like, okay, I'm going to go. Yeah, it is. It is a big industry. And um, you know, I was, I think I was 21 when I first started the industry and um, it's a lot to just look at the industry and a have no clue what, like, I, I mean, I didn't, I had been to one wedding before I started doing weddings. So I had no clue what a wedding was, what the day would look like or anything like that. So my first step was to post an ad on Kijiji and, and I did it dirt cheap. I just needed something on my portfolio. It was fall 2019, um, just coming out of the summer there. And, and I needed something to just to get some traction. I was on Kijiji, got like one or two like kind of pokes. And my mom was like, 
Liam, you got to check out Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? Facebook's for old people. Like, get out of here. And, and I go on Facebook and I find some of these group chats and I posted, I kind of posted the same ad. I think it was like $400 for a day, which is, I mean, like that, that's the lowest you can go pretty much without you yeah. know, giving up your soul. So yeah. um, I, I posted the ad and I couldn't believe the response. I had 150 people comment on that post inquiring that day. It was absolutely insane. I, all I posted was like, I'm Liam. I'm just coming kind of out of film school um, into documentary filmmaking, but love to start getting in the wedding industry. And I was overwhelmed. I was, I spent the next like four or five days just responding to people. And, um, and I, I didn't have anything to show even I had, I think I had 23 bookings before I'd even done a wedding. Wow. That's incredible. Just insane. So um, a little nervous too, not knowing that I could actually do a wedding. That was very risky. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, I didn't even know if I'd really enjoy it. I also didn't know what 2021 would, or 2020 would look like. So, yeah. um, outside of COVID even I, I, you know, I was, like I said, 21, I didn't know what I was doing the following year. And, um, I, I didn't know that people booked that far in advance for a wedding. So, you know, people started inquiring about 2021. I was like, do I, you know, book off these prices? Like, do I keep my prices? I definitely got to change them. What's next year? I don't know what next year is going to look like. I'm like, yeah. I don't want, like, I'm still like, you know, a kid that wants to, you know, kind of take the summers off to some extent and, and, um, you know, be free, have more of a say with my schedule. So, um, but yeah, I, I booked like crazy in that, in that fall, I, from September to December, I did 19 weddings, wow. um, that first fall. And I was just able to build my portfolio really fast. Um, and meet people in the industry. And like I said, I was, I was an introvert. I've always been an introvert. So, you know, meeting people has never been really easy for me, but um, you know, you meet a lot of nice people in, in the industry, a lot of nice vendors, and there's especially some photographers out there that um, are always just, you know, super willing to take you under your wing um, yeah. and, and just give you advice and guidance. Um, and I've, I, you know, I've, I've been blessed because I've, you know, with, especially with Leanne, um, Leanne Sim, she's, you know, like I always call her my mom, like my mom away yeah. from home. So she, she's been the best mentor. She's been um, such a great friend and family to me here. Yeah. Um, it's I've been so grateful for everything that she's done for me. So um, but yeah, the, it, getting into the industry can be intimidating. It can be scary, um, especially not saying like um, anything about this, but I feel like being, a, you know, a male sometimes is a little difficult um, it's just because like you know, weddings and like, um, very almost female being dominated. Like, it is. And it's like <laughs> being like, you know, more feminine and like, I, I have that side a little bit, um, where I can carry a conversation and, and like, you know, be a little bit more outspoken and jumpy, but you know, deep down I'm, I'm quiet and I'm shy and, um, yeah. I'll never forget like the very first wedding I did here in Vancouver is, is actually out in Squamish. And, um, I was just about to go into the girls hotel room for, um the getting ready and I was so scared didn't know what to expect and I'm like standing outside the door just like waiting to knock trying to like catch my breath and all I hear like through the door is like the girl talking they're like yeah I didn't really like know if he was going to show up like we just booked him out of will and I was like oh my god <laughs> like what am I walking into oh, no. so yeah it, I was so scared I just oh. didn't know what to do and, yeah uh you know I should probably stood there for three or four minutes before I went in and, and finally did and is intimidating, but it, it's a leap. And you know what? I to this day, I've I'm at 103 weddings. I still feel that way. And 
yeah um you know my dad always told me when I was growing up you know if you feel nervous it means that you care and like you know you still have interest in doing it so um you know it's good to feel those jitters it means like you know you're excited but you're nervous but like you're willing to feel all those emotions so yeah yeah that's amazing I love that yeah I get nervous every time and it's and it's Mm -hmm. just because yeah you do you care so much about what you do and you really love it and um yeah it's awesome what yeah I don't I want to talk about Leanne a little bit because that's been a big part of your journey in the last absolutely you know year and a half um you when did you first meet Leanne I I think it was my sixth wedding um it would have been oh I think September, late, late September. So I, I met her at a wedding out in SARS farm or something like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like think of much, like obviously she was super nice and like, uh, you know, we got along great on the day. The, the wedding went well, everything was awesome. Um, you know, I think we exchanged contacts at the end of the day. And, and, you know, I was doing so many weddings at that point. It's just so overwhelmed with everything. I didn't really think much of that interaction didn't know yeah. if I'd see her again and, and just, you know, went along, but um, we kept the contact a little bit in the fall, late in the fall. Um, and then I got an email from her at the beginning of 2020 before, before the big COVID. And um, she asked me if I wanted to do a helicopter company or to, to do a helicopter elements. And I was like, Holy fuck. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, awesome. like what? Like yeah. I was like, I was just like, I didn't know that it was a thing. Like, again, I've been doing weddings at this point for four months. So I'm like, yeah. people do helicopter elements. Like, what is, like, what? Like, are people actually going to book this? Like, you know, how is how is this going to work? So um, I told her, obviously, I told her yes. And, um, you know, in a way, we you got to be thankful for COVID because um, who knows if we would have booked as much with peaks and vows and, and just, you know, everything was happening with weddings. So. Uh, peace and vows became a very very eye-opening option and became very um attractive to a lot of people and yeah. it took off but you know and and you have to be um you have to give the credit to leanne and, and jody and everyone on the team that um that have worked really hard to to bring it together just because everything that was happening we didn't know what to do we didn't know you know we, we were just getting into that space and as much yeah. as it people think it's that it's easy just to transition to helicopter elopements or adventure elopements. It is the most challenging thing <laughs> yeah. that you could possibly imagine. So yeah. challenging. We're just finished our second year as peaks and vows in the, in the industry. And, you know, every wedding, we still learn something new every single wedding. There's, there's some sort of challenge that um, that's being thrown at you, whether, you know, we have, we have a last minute like snowstorm that comes in all of a sudden you're changing to a grounded ceremony and something like that. There's populace like that, or, um, you know, I think it was our third or fourth helicopter elopement. Um, we were up on the mountain. We just finished the ceremony, getting into the photo session. And the, and the pilot was like, we got to go. Like, we, we got to get in now, like now, now. And like 20 seconds wow. later, a massive cloud, we would have been trapped up on the mountain. So, wow. um, yeah, it, I, I wouldn't even think of that. Like, yeah, not like it looks so it, pretty and wonderful in the photos. <laughs> and then you're like, mm, the reality is. It, it's honestly it's it's one of the coolest things like you know going back to me being a documentary filmmaker um you know you're just you're in this whole different environment and terrain you don't know what to expect you don't know what it's going to be like um it, it's just there's so many other elements to it that are out of yeah. control and even our even our first one you know by the time we got up there it was pouring rain the most most aggressive rain i've ever shot in to this day yeah um and the couple doesn't have umbrellas the fishing doesn't have umbrellas we don't have umbrellas 
everyone's just drenched but it, yeah. it's the coolest thing ever it was so raw the couple the couple was so happy the yeah. moment you know we look back on that it's still one of the best that we've done so yeah that's awesome and one of the things I wanted to talk about too and I think this mm-hmm. has a lot to do with or make what makes it maybe easier not easier I mean that's the right term it's just that your gear I want to talk about your gear real quick and not yeah. about the camera that hangs off there any of that sort of stuff or what lenses you use that that's not what I want to talk totally. about but I remember yeah. talking to Leanne about um, when she was starting to think about peaks and bow or before even mm-hmm. the name was even existent, she's like, I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. She loves helicopter elopement so, so much. And yeah. one of the things I think that she especially liked about you was that you wear like your gear. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was a big bonus when you're thinking about like hopping in and out of helicopters and like running around on the ground. It like, she, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not easy So for, you know, you don't have like a tripod or anything. I feel like you kind of like, you're kind of like self-contained. I really have fun working with you on weddings because it's like, you have this, like, it's, I call it, I want to call it like your jet pack, but that's totally not what it is. But like, honestly, I get something every wedding. Yeah. Every wedding, I hear something different about it. And, um, (laughs) it's, it is definitely, I mean, I've, I've never actually worked with other videographers. So I, I've only heard the horror stories of tripods and, um, you know, from the day that I started, like I, like I said, I had no experience about weddings, didn't know anything about it, didn't know what to use. So I, I really just used what I thought would be the best for weddings. And I, I haven't stopped, I haven't changed. I'd still use um, a Ronin M with an easy rig setup, which is the backpack thing lots of people see me wearing with, it looks like a stick coming out of my head and strapped yeah. onto <laughs> uh, the electronic stabilizer. Um, and I use a zoom lens so I can get multiple angles. I can move around. Um, I'm on my feet all day as, as everyone is, but, um, like always moving, always trying to find the best shot. It's just, it makes it so much easier for me, um, to, to move around. And definitely, like you said, being on top of the mountain, it's, and you're trying to, you're trying to still make things, um, you know, crisp and you don't want to look rocky or shaky or as, as much as you can. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely makes things a lot easier when you have everything right there and you don't have to worry about going to your backpacks or, you know, setting up different things or anything like that. Yeah. No, that's so cool. Oh, I love watching you guys build this company. I love it so, so much. I'm not a huge adventurous person. I will absolutely get in a helicopter, but it's not always my jam. So it's fun to like watch you guys and just the teamwork and it come together. And you're right with COVID, um, being able to pivot and mm-hmm. kind of dive deeper into something that was already in the works absolutely before COVID hit yeah, um and absolutely. to just be like okay we're here we have this amazing service and you guys just do such a good job pulling it yeah it's, it's been so fun it's in you know like I said we just finished our second year I think the team has done almost 34 weddings now in the, in the last two years just peaks alone so um and yeah the adventure element it's so thrilling I mean like we've traveled to the island we've gone to Banff we've um we've had a couple of skinny dip on top of the on the mountain in, in an ice cold lake we we've seen bears we've I mean the list goes on everything's yeah. different it's it's always something different which um it, it makes it fun for the couple but it makes it fun for us that's that's the best thing is you get up on the mountain and you just never know what you're gonna see or do and um, I, I talked about it a little bit when I first started, but you know, you're, it's a lot of pressure. It's, it's a lot of on the go. So, um, one thing that I've always done is, is just taking a second when I'm up there and, and to be, um, to just realize what I'm doing, to be grateful for it. Um, it, just to, to realize where I am and, 
because not a lot of people get to do that. How many people get to like ride in a helicopter in their life over the BC mountains? Like that's, I'm sure on a lot, a lot of people's bucket list. So to, to yeah. do that as a job, to have people pay you to go up and film them. Oh, I'm I, every day I'm blessed. I'm, I'm very grateful for, for that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and like you mentioned the team element, it's, it's so cool to do it with people that you love that you get along with. That's something that's, that I find um, is very difficult in the industry to some extent. And I mean, this in like the lightest way possible that a lot of people that are doing these jobs are doing, especially individuals are doing it because they are introverted. So they don't work well in a team atmosphere. Um, yeah. So I've definitely noticed that with people and, um, and maybe even to myself, people probably maybe thought that about me just because I'm shy and quiet, but um, you know, the, the, the team that we've built, um, everyone, we've, we've become our own little family in, in the industry. And um, when we get together, it's, it's always so much fun. And if we have an overnight trip, you know, every second of that trip is, is well spent. So That's a lot of awesome. three o'clock in the mornings talking and just and going off all night. And um, we also, you know, we push ourselves, we all push each other to, to be the best and um, challenge each other's um, which is awesome. And, and we always kind of strive as a team to be the best. So it's nice when you have that group that are, have all the same mindset for sure. Yeah. I think it's so, it is important. It's one of the reasons I started the podcast was because my experiences in the industry and much like a lot of people, there's always negativity or competition. Mm -hmm. Um, and I created the podcast specifically so we could share our stories and journeys. So nobody, everyone understands that we all, are just human beings and we love mm -hmm. what we do and we just want to share it and spend time yeah. with people and other creatives. It's fun to hang out with other creatives. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I, it I is. It really is. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out and sharing Absolutely, yeah. your journey. And um, I'll edit the dropping out of college thing. If you really want me to, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, keep it in. Keep it in. Yeah, no, that's, that's okay. I think my parents have, um, actually settled with that now. So, um, well, I think they can look at me and, and be, be happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. So, I was going to say um, you're a pretty successful person <laughs> and you're on quite a trajectory to be even more successful, not just in the wedding industry, but likely in all the other industries that you've worked with. I've met you, you were awesome and so much fun awesome. to be around. And I think you're going to continue to impress your parents <laughs> as you grow yes. and, and yes. grow that is that is what sits at the top of my goal list is right impress mom and dad impress, impress mom and dad exactly um if you guys want to go follow liam his instagram is fya media house um he's at fyamediahouse.com and on youtube is fya weddings Yes, I got all those. Yay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, please go follow him. Go watch some of your his videos. They're beautiful. Um, and if you don't know what Peaks and Vows is, because Liam is a part of this team, you can go check them out as well. They're an adventure elopement company based in British Columbia. I want to say Fraser Valley, but you guys are kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's more like BC. Really all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. hard to get together sometimes. They live out in Chilliwack. So I'm downtown <laughs> Vancouver. It's quite the stretch, but you guys got it all covered. So thank you again exactly. so much. And yes. we will see you guys on the next, well, I won't see you on the next episode, but we'll be here. I'll be here. <laughs> Bye guys.